welcome to Lie, Cheat, and Steal, a bi-monthly podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. My name is Pat Sorois, and you can also find us on Twitter at LCS Podcast and on TikTok at Lie, Cheat, Steal Podcast. If you like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review and wherever you're listening to us on, or you can subscribe to our Patreon where we release two more episodes every month. That's patreon.com slash lie, cheat, and steal. As always, I'm here as my co-host, Kath Barbadoro. Kath, how you doing? Hello, Pat. Uh, I I realized, so we were talking about, first of all, great job on that little <laughs> preamble. Amazing work. Thank you uh, so much. I am a professional. We were just, we were just talking about uh, how uh, you always have a lot to say at the beginning, and we tried to condense it. And so we were like working on a little thing, and I realized I forgot to include the way you always open it. I, I should have written in, hello and welcome to another episode. Oh, I feel like I fucked yes, up yeah. by not giving you the, hello and welcome to another episode of Lie, Cheat, and Steal. The I will read. Lies, fraud, steeds, and bullshit. Yeah, I will read anything that's on the teleprompter. I'm Ron Burgundy in that A pro. Respect. A seasoned pro, this guy. You know what's up. Yeah, well, how yeah. are you? I'm doing good. Uh, just, uh, you know, a lot of running around today. Had that good old reliable car trouble pop up. But I, I've done <laughs> That's some research. The car is not reliable. The car trouble is reliable. Yeah, yeah. Like car trouble. Work. Yeah, car trouble is there when you need it. You know, <laughs> that, gets that, me that's... to point A. Stops at point A. <laughs> does the not th- return me to point B. Yeah, and that's the, yeah. what I can count on in my car. It gets to A point two or like whatever, the, like, like the <laughs> next stage of A. But I overlooked something, so I got somebody. Like they said they'll come pick it up tomorrow. I have one last ditch effort. It did rain like hell last night, and sometimes on older cars you can get water into like I believe it's like the little intake mm-hmm. valve, and so it started up and it was like sputtering, and so now I'm sure it's dried out. I stopped by today to make sure it hadn't been towed and we're good. And then I I was in a hurry though, so I just grabbed a nail gun for work and it was like it just hopped in uh, Sid's car as I was driving that and left. I was like I should have cranked it up. So tomorrow. I'm gonna crank it up. I got somebody on deck. If, it, if it's still doing it, they're gonna come get it. But I, I, I'll I have cross a, my fingers for yeah, you. Yeah, hail mary pass that maybe it'll just start right up because it was uh, <laughs> shitty and wet. But uh, other than that, though, good day. Uh, was at work. I've just been uh, yeah, just loving the doing the construction of the daytime again. It's been cool. It's getting me out the house in the mornings, and uh, yeah, I'm very very happy. Hoping the car trouble just doesn't come on in and just ruin everything like it does yeah but. guys subscribe to our patreon Pat yeah. needs to fix his car, please yeah. please <laughs> now we have tiered amounts but you can sign up for whatever you can <laughs> just put in a number it's really fine uh yeah my cat i had to bring my cat to the vet today so i don't have a car because i live in new york but uh ooh, she costs she she is as much of a money sink as a bad car as a cat, so <laughs> please subscribe to our patreon yeah really our cats our cars are falling apart man <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I I I was uh, walking my girlfriend's uh, dog. She's you know, her dog. You met the the dogs. They're a little special. They're cute boys, but one very of them is, sweet. They're senior older, citizens. senior citizen yeah. dogs, and the the people who do all the gardening in our apartment complex and like uh, keep it looking really nice bought these little like fiberglass horse statues, and like mm-hmm. I just and, and we were walking Edward, who's like the older of the two, and he looked at one of those little horse guys when we were walking him, and he's like looked at it, walked over all senior citizenly and sniffed its butt, <laughs> and then, like looked at it, and was like, huh, <laughs> just completely, Even, ma'am, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how are you, m'lady? So yeah, they're cool, but they, they yeah they cost money when they get up there yeah yep that's but yeah the, uh, pets um, man <laughs> <laughs> i uh i want to update everyone on my roller skating journey i am still i practice today i practiced before our last episode um 
and I fell square on my ass. So if I'm fidgeting a lot on this Zoom video, it's because I can't really put full weight on my tailbone because it is oh, it got man. it got real boned. Uh, just <laughs> yeah, it was a very funny fall too. Um, but I'm getting better. I'm getting better. The reason I'm falling is because I'm trying new stuff. Like there I'm practicing. Go. I'm trying to get better. Yeah, 2023. We're getting out of comfort zones, baby. I uh, exactly. I, yeah, um, I'm. I'm editing videos my out of comfort zone step and I realized what's so daunting about it is any other task I have to do in the world I just play a podcast but I found out yeah. that like when you're editing a podcast oh, I'm you editing the video from yeah. my podcast I can't yeah, yeah. To a podcast while I do this yeah so my my, <laughs> my, my, my life hack is uh, is out the window but hey you know you gotta you gotta get back on the skates and you gotta keep on <laughs> keep on rolling I'm doing my best I'll keep everybody updated I do feel yes. like I'm getting better um but yeah it was it was a it was a rough go today. My thing is that I I I have to stop being so scared of falling. So I'm like, okay, I will practice until I fall down three times. That's yeah. like that's when I can stop practicing. <laughs> um, but yeah, one of them today was was real bad. Um, here's my segue. Okay, Are you ready? I am. Let's all pray for Pat's car. Let's pray for my cat. <laughs> Let's pray for my butt that it gets better. <laughs> Speaking of praying. Uh. We have a religious story today. We have a story from the the religious world, the realm of religion. Nice. Would yeah. you believe it? Yeah. It's Sometimes like, people use religion <laughs> to scam. I'm oh, shocked. I know, right? Yeah. Normally, they're normally they're they're up to up to snuff. You know, uh, all above board. Uh, you know, they're they're using their tax free status in responsible and community enriching ways. And totally. so, in the rare instance, there's a misstep. Definitely not molesting countless <laughs> yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the greatest scam of all. Well, well, that will never cover. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's, it's rare we get a misstep from a religious institution. So, uh, you know, I guess we'll be yeah. here to cover it as shaky new ground as it is. I will say, uh, spoiler alert, trigger warning, if um, if you are sensitive to that, it's not a large part of the story, but there is some allusions to um, child molestation in this. So if you're sensitive to that, um, you might want to skip this one, particularly like you maybe could listen to the first half, but then there'll be a, a brief discussion of that in the second half. So uh, I, it's such a wild twist that I really hate to kind of give it away at the beginning yeah. <laughs> but it seems worth seems yeah. worth warning people about <laughs> yeah for sure yeah yeah like, like, no 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 twist in the narrative is worth fucking up somebody's commute or whatever it is right. whenever they listen to us you know right um but yeah so today we're talking about uh hill song which as as pat described it before we started recording which i think a lot of people think of it as is the justin bieber church yes which it is that's correct yeah, um, you have the right one. I thought the church, the church of Justin Bieber, lives inside of all of us. And you know, like, what did God say? As We're long believers. as two, of, yeah. as long as two of my followers are present, that's a church, and that's where I'll be. And that's how I feel <laughs> whenever I'm with any of my friends who equally love Justin Bieber. Is this also the <laughs> Chris Pratt church? Yes. Okay. So it is. It is like the um, celebrity New Age Christian church. Like yeah. it is. It is. The main one when you think about, like, if, do you watch The Righteous Gemstones? Have you seen yes. that show? Yes, I love that show. It's like this guy is clearly who Adam Levine is based on. Oh, uh, okay, Gemstones. okay. Like, the guy we're going to talk about, who's, whose name is Carl Lentz. Uh, he's the pastor of Hillsong NYC, which we'll talk about. But, yeah, he, it's like that guy is is 
this guy. <laughs> like okay. that, all right, all right. <laughs> the like sort of new age famous deep V-neck. If you've ever seen The Other Two, which is a great show, they have a celebrity church episode that is also Hillsong. Like yeah. this is the one. Okay. Um, but yeah, so despite being known this way um, through by most Americans who, who know of Hillsong, the history of Hillsong actually goes back uh, quite a bit. So um, the church was actually founded in Australia in uh, the 80s. And it actually came out of an even earlier church um, that was founded by uh, Frank Houston. So this guy, Frank Houston, who's I think he's originally from New Zealand, but he's a pastor at this um, evangelical church in Australia. And then his son, Brian Houston, founds Hillsong this church that is sort of an offshoot of Frank Houston's church. So Hillsong in its early days, um, before all the celebrity stuff, the thing it was known for was music. It was a huge, um, publisher and recorder of Christian worship songs, like original compositions that other churches that were affiliated with the same tradition as them would play uh, or sing in their church services. Do you know what their denomination is in terms of it's like Baptist or? Yeah. So um, initially they were Assemblies of God, which is a Pentecostal okay. um, church. So, but that that is kind of an interesting story because like the Assemblies of God churches in Australia at the time when this was founded, they tended to be, um, they tended to draw from the working class they tended to be fairly like left wing, like they yeah. were um, fairly progressive. The um, rock and music church, you know, and like you see that at the end of like the hippie movement, like when it kind of fell off, a lot of these like spiritual people got into Christianity. And I, I, I only know the Christian inside world from about the early '90s to the early 2000s was when I was around and in it. But I feel like that was a little more of a freewheel in time. I don't like, or like a little funner. I don't know. I could be completely wrong, <laughs> but. I think there was a little more reluctance to marry contemporary politics to it yeah. uh, back then. And like when they when like this article I'm reading from a Vanity Fair article that um, kind of broke this story and they describe it as left wing. I don't know how left wing they actually were, but they were at <laughs> least like preaching tolerance. Um, yeah. Assemblies of God, like Pentecostal churches are the ones where like people are moved by the spirit and they speak in tongues and like yeah. that. That is part of this. Um, I, I, I don't know if I've mentioned on the show before. I, my high school girlfriend's aunt, well, the lady that married her uncle, uh, was like went to like a, a church related tongues, but it was also like very like Adam Levine's. It was very Christian, uh, right? Righteous gymstones kind of vibe too. It was like this big yeah, worship center. Mm-hmm. And she was talking one time at a family gathering. She's like, I can just slip into it anytime I want to. Like right now, I can like, right there. I just came right through me, and I just be like, you. You insane woman. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> it's a lot. It's, that, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty intense. Um, but anyway, so that's kind of how they started out. Uh, Brian Houston had this church that was mostly focused on music. That's how they made a lot of their money. That's how they got a lot of their congregants. Um, they, they were, like, really focused on developing this, like, form of worship music. But then in the late 80s, Brian Houston goes to the United States um, and he is introduced to pastors preaching the prosperity gospel, which I think we may have talked about a little bit on the show before. Do you know what the prosperity gospel is? Yeah. That Jesus wants you to be financially successful and that, you know, and and that, you know, like, like you are actually fulfilling God's will by achieving financial success, which is just like, it's just insane to me because that's, 
not at all what I took from the fucking book, you know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it, it is arguably like the opposite in many ways. Yeah. It's You know what it's kind of like, though? It's interesting because we did the Sam Bankman Fried episode. It's a little bit like effective altruism for Christianity. Yeah. Where it's like, I make all the money, but then I tithe to my church. So the more money I make, the more money I tithe. Yeah. And that is good for God. <laughs> it's like, that's not quite... Not um, at all how that works, dude. Yeah, that's 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 so funny that like I there was that, that Twitter discourse that popped up recently where somebody was like, Oh, if Jesus came back, y'all would treat him like a broke motherfucker and somebody was like, No, nah, Jesus was paid, he was a carpenter. It's just like this <laughs> that's huge, awesome. Yeah. He had a skill and a trade. No, nah, he, he made bank, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus he was, was a small business owner. Yeah, Jesus is forklift certified. And that's the, that's not a lot of people <laughs> tell you about Jesus, is that he knew people how to drive a to forklift. Know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see like a YouTube thumbnail. It's like, what are they hiding from us? It's like Jesus backing up a forklift. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, but yeah, so Brian Houston, he gets really into the prosperity gospel and the church starts turning in that direction. And from this moment on, Hillsong becomes more and more conservative. Um, Brian Houston has, he's up until very recently was the leader of the Hillsong church. So the guy we're talking about, Carl Lentz, the celeb pastor guy, he runs the, or ran, as we'll get into, the American out, offshoot of Hillsong. So yeah. Brian Houston is like the main guy, and then under him in America is is Carl Lentz. See, so you, you had mentioned Hillsong NYC, and I was I was like, because I think it's a celebrity church, I always thought it was like an L.A.-based place. Is, is that like a different branch? You know, I also thought it was L.A.-based, too, for the same reason. Um, but it seems like the big American chapter was based in New York. Okay. And Carl Lentz, as we'll see, he befriends all of these celebrities, and I think he would go visit them and, like, minister to them in L.A., but yeah. the main thing was in um, – and he was he also was from California, so I think he, like, would lead services out there. Yeah. And Hillsong became – like, there are a lot of different Hillsong churches affiliated with this group in the U.S. now, okay. but the first one in America was Hillsong NYC. Okay. And Carl Lentz is like the big guy in America. And that's like the biggest um, congregation. Okay. It's so funny how it never goes the opposite direction. It's never like this guy was like preaching like a more uh, oh, big tent kind of uh, version of Christianity. And then he met the prosperity gospel guys and then like sold out and went all the way. It's what it's funny how that never works in the opposite direction. You never see like yeah, a pastor yeah. being like, yeah no, yeah, no, I met a real small town pastor guy and I sold all my shit and I donated to charity. It never goes the opposite direction. It's always, no, no, I found out that we actually should be making more money. And that's right. oddly <laughs> enough what I found out. Yeah, no, it's, it's almost like how there's a comic in new york who ran a, a comedy show at stonewall the like literal stonewall uh, lost for again. years uh and then didn't get famous and then became a like transphobe uh bigot and is now like very wealthy yeah it's, it's like <laughs> yeah yeah just the same shit <laughs> um but anyway so uh brian houston he gets the prosperity gospel uh he he becomes more and more conservative he's like met with president trump he's like he's a right winger um but the church has the aesthetic of this sort of cool tolerant contemporary thing you know what i mean yeah um like the music is like guitar music it's not like organ music you know what yeah. i mean like oh i know the, the music I, i'm pretty sure if they were cranking out if they're if they were publishing christian hymn songs 
I'm sure I know a few of them. There's, there's, there's ones like Our God is an Awesome God, and it's like got that kind of adult mm-hmm. contemporary sound to it. Uh, yeah, th- those are still stuck in my head, and I know, I know all the lyrics. I'm sure I know some of their work. Probably, yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, so that's the background. That's Brian Houston. He will come up later. Um, cut to, uh, I believe this is like the early 2000s at this point, maybe the mid-2000s. Hillsong, the Hillsong Church has become very popular across Australia and also kind of across the Pentecostal Christian world. Like, people know about Hillsong. Yeah. Um, it gets popular enough that they start a Bible college. There's, like, Hillsong Bible College in Australia. This guy, Carl Lentz, who's American, um, is attending Hillsong College in Australia. He um, becomes friends with Brian Houston's, uh, I believe it's his son, Joel Houston. So there's like the Houston family runs his <laughs> Joel Hostein. <Doug. laughs> there's, there's one Houstonian Christian Joel that I know of. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like a terrible uh, pseudonym when Joel Osteen's checking into a hotel. You know? I'm Joel Houston. Uh, Joel yeah. Mick, you can't stay at my church. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so Carl Lentz becomes friends with Joel Houston, and Joel pitches him on starting a church in New York City. Um, uh, Carl is like, as I said, he's from California. He like didn't have a lot of connections in New York, but he loved the idea of running his own church. So he was like, sweet, I will move my family to uh, New York City, and we will start this church. So of course, he moves to the holiest place in New York City in 2010, which is the Williamsburg, Brooklyn waterfront. Um, just <laughs> this is like the peak of indie sleaze. When yeah, he's yeah. It's like the skinny jeans, the stun of shades, the big white belts. Yeah. It's, oh it's man. All that shit. What a time. What also like, what do a bunch <laughs> of Christian dudes do when they get together to hang out? Like I would, I would imagine they do like when you see righteous gemstones or, but it just seems like it's like, if you're going to be getting a place in Brooklyn, like right over the waterfront, it's 2010. Like you have a bunch of money. You're going there to party. What the fuck else are you doing? Don't lie to me. Well, Pat, <laughs> I'm about to tell you what they did, and it's All that. Right. That's okay. what yeah. they did. Yeah. If you, if you wanted to like really start a church, like I don't know, move out, out of the city a few minutes, like fucking start a church in Southern Connecticut. Like it's like you, you're going there to party. I know it. I can smell it on you. There's one thing I know, and it's drugs and people who do them. And you guys are about to do. You guys are about to party at the very least. Yeah. That and that's like so. That's pretty much what happened. Like, these guys were, like, known in their neighborhood. They would go to the bars. They would cause a ruckus. Um, apparently, the building where they lived, like, so they lived at 184 Kent Avenue. If you're listening in New York, you you can know where that is. Um, so they, like, a bunch of people from the church lived in this building. Um, and some other people that lived in this building were uh, models who were put up in model apartments by their agencies. They were also there. So, of course, (laughs) when the church guys would have parties, they would invite all the models over um, to pray, I'm assuming. Yeah, Yeah, dude, that's – man, I I wonder, like, how – when the veneer slips among them. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't – Yeah, like, how do you know who to let in on this? Yeah, yeah, because you keep the lie up, like, you know, like, you keep the lie up to, like, the the people. But, like, who in the inner circle are you like, yeah, actually, man, we're fucking doing blow. And we're hanging out with, like – we're hanging out with models. Like, who do you – Which is also, again, like, very righteous gemstones. Yeah, exactly. But, like, how do you – it's always strange to me. It's like, how do you, like – 
that level of hypocrisy where it's like you know like if i were to experience a pop of uh, of success and fame with my comedy friends it would be like yo this is why we got into this shit we're having fun we're traveling we're doing our thing at what point do you and your christian brother who started a church look at each other in a in a williamsburg party and be like what the fuck are we doing here like what do we, what is this this right. is what we set out to do and that's just that's why they made the episode so that's why they made it to our show yeah so there's an amazing quote in this vanity fair article um from a former Hillsong volunteer who had spent time there where they just say, quote, those guys were dicking down, <laughs> which is so funny. Um, and then there's a parenthetical, uh, Hillsong teachings reserve sex strictly for marriage. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, clearly yeah. not, uh, not doing great yeah um, they got a guy there just doing like round the clock like uh ordain ordaining ministers to get people married so they can just bone in the back room <laughs> like, yeah. yeah dude i'll get you married i'll get you nullified by 4 a.m let's go <laughs> but so like and it really is like adam levine's character on on righteous gemstones where i keep saying levine i guess it's devine adam divine oh yeah name. yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> adam levine that. totally different guy adam levine is the maroon five guy yeah, yeah. adam divine is the comedy adam guy divine, sorry yeah. Adam Devine. Yeah. Um, but it really is like, you know how he gets like the team of bodybuilders yeah, to like, yeah. <laughs> that they like make him their king? This guy was also doing that. Because like, despite all of this partying, or maybe because of it, this church became really popular. Yeah. And um, people really do like, to this day, are like, Carl Lentz is really, really good at this. He is yeah. extremely charismatic. He's um, able to like, take these teachings and present them in a way that seems relatable to like young urban professionals and people who maybe didn't feel like there was a place for church in their life. Yeah. He's really good at reaching those people. And that's like every person in New York, you yeah. know? So like <laughs> among people who are kind of looking for this sort of community or who maybe like religious practice was really important to them before they moved to the city or something, he really did like fill a niche that was super popular. So they were having services at Irving Plaza, which is a pretty big concert hall that like I've seen bands at. Yeah. That's where they were doing their services. Um, so this dude, he's like, it. he has money because his church is really successful. So like with Adam Devine, he gets like a team of aspiring pastors who he calls the drive team and they basically just chauffeur him around like and it's just like a, a crew of his boys that he yeah. like treats like bodyguards like he make he he starts like the fame goes to his head really quick like yeah. he is very like he hires these people to basically keep him away from the rabble you know what yeah I mean? yeah oh man that's so it's like Again, so 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 funny. Also, those Christian powerlifting teams. I I don't know if um, New Hampshire saw a lot of those in action, but I've been called out of class many a time to come to the auditorium, and they can only go so far about Jesus at the school thing. But it's always right. like, hey, <laughs> if you guys like what you saw, we're going to be at First Baptist Church tonight in the convention center, yeah. and uh, you know, more phone books. Than yeah, that. yeah, Frank, get out here, roll up a frying pan. It's like, Argh! like yeah, dude. <laughs> they would they would break. They had the items that they'd break. And then, like, for the mm -hmm. second act, they would just light those items on fire and they'd break them again. They'd be like, you saw Hell him break yeah. a board. Now he's breaking a board that's on fire with the passion of Christ. Go ahead. Ah. Like, it's, <laughs> it is such an insane cultural phenomenon. And Righteous <laughs> Gemstones did fucking nail it on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is It is a beautiful and extremely bizarre <laughs> culture. Um, but, yeah, so his church is doing really well. Um, but one of the things, like, so this guy, he we'll get into like how corrupt this whole thing is. He doesn't like 
super directly fit into one of the categories that we have. Um, but one thing that is very clear is that he um, he is a thief in the sense that he is a huge perpetrator of wage theft. He is like working these people to the yeah, bone for no yeah. money because it's church. So I everyone's would say, a yeah. volunteer. Yeah, I mean, I I would say I, across that industry, that probably is is a huge problem. I I know I just know for I know so many of my friends' moms that, that volunteered forty plus hours a week at the church like it was a job. They weren't getting paid, and I can only yeah yeah. I can only imagine and a so, city like New York where it's mad expensive. Like you you know you want to keep a security detail, you want a driver, you want a chef. You know, if, if they're doing it for free, that that really drops the overhead. I mean, and this is also a church where people are encouraged to tithe ten percent, ten percent of their income. And then, yeah, like church volunteers all over the place are working their fingers to the bone for for their church. But when you have a church that literally every week it's like a rock concert worth of production level, yeah, like it's a big to do at this big concert hall. And so, uh, before COVID kind of made them go remote, um, it would take about three hundred people to set up this whole wow. service. There's um, churches that don't even have that big of a congregation. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, this, like, th- that's another thing is, like, they have over 150,000 members over the world. So, like, and they said during the pandemic, people would, like, almost half a million people would watch their services. So, like, this is a really, really popular church. Yeah. Um, yeah, 300 people. That I think that was, like, the size of my church growing up. Yeah, um, yeah, and that's just the mine. people like mounting the stage show for it. You that's know, that's nuts, man. That's like it's like a whole like you got roadies. It, it, it's like it's like a, a whole yeah. It's a, it's a whole production. It's a rock concert, and and almost all of them are working for free. Um, <laughs> one former employee of the church says uh, Carl Lentz is like a Brian Houston mini me. Uh, he learned everything from Brian. He uh, would take the chauffeured car to the church's rear entrance and then a private elevator to the green room. In the green room, he would maybe meet with like some celebrities or athletes who were at the service. Um, Then when the service was on, he would go to the service with his people and then go right back into the green room. Like he did not interact with his congregation. Like he was a a VIP. What a shepherd to the flock. It's just like, hey, Hey, God bless you. Don't look me in the fucking eyes. If you look me in the eyes, you can't come back next week. That's insane, dude. That's so like, Um, I I just like wonder like, like what, like what point of the people in the crowd because I just remember, like, like the church I grew up in, it feels like this behavior would have been sussed out. But again, I was in a small town in Texas. I wasn't in a place like New York City where it might be like this behavior might not be like, oh, the city's a weird place. But that behavior might be like, yeah, that's what a successful pastor does. It's, it's so weird that the congregation sees this happen and they're like, that's that's who I want to follow. The guy I never fucking talked to. Yeah, I there's something about like these big high production value mega churches that like it really does not track with my experience of religion in that way yeah i do think it makes more sense when you think about the prosperity gospel stuff though because it's like well this guy's a man of god of course he's living the good life like that's what happens if you're a man of god you get to hang out with selena gomez or whatever yeah Yeah. we're probably going back to the lot in righteous gemstones in the last season when nick jonas was a member of eric andre's church like well nick jonas i think nick jonas was maybe parodying himself a little bit because he was known to go to hillsong i fucking knew it (laughs) he's he's on the list of uh or i guess you know what 
Joe Jonas is the one on gemstones. Nick oh. Jonas is the one. So Joe Jonas was like, fuck you, Nick. I'm going to yeah, make fun yeah, of you. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I know one Jonas name, and it's Nick. I yeah. forget, yeah. That's like my go-to is Nick. They're all Nick. It's three Nicks. But, yeah, that that's that's very funny. That Yeah, that, that uh, he did his brother up like that. That's good. <laughs> so I'll give you the list um, that I could find of uh, some of the more famous people who would, would go to this. Obviously, Justin Bieber. Carl Lentz kind of becomes a little bit of a mentor to Justin at like a kind of a rough time in the guy's life. Um, <laughs> he uh, and also uh, Bieber's now wife, uh, Haley Baldwin Bieber. Yeah. She, there's rumors that like the church kind of got them together um, because they were both. That's some Scientology shit. Get the power couple yeah. together. Like that's. Yeah, it's not bad for your image. So it can only it only stand a reason that they weren't at the very least weren't mad it happened. If not, yeah, if not I mean, playing an active hand in the whole thing itself. Right. Um, and there's rumors about Chris Pratt and his wife, Catherine Schwarzenegger. Same deal. Um, yeah. They're both very involved in that church. Uh, some other people that have gone, Selena Gomez, most of the Kardashians, although not Kim from what I can tell, but like all the other ones. <laughs> um, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, wow. Vanessa Hudgens, Austin Butler, Nick Jonas and Bono. That's the list that I find <laughs> of people who have at least attended. Um, yeah. Some of those people were more involved than others. And does this church? I know, I know like I, w- I always heard like uh, the the church that Chris Pratt attends coming under fire for like uh, anti LGBTQ kind of deals. Yes. And I, I will say, I'm assuming you will about Chris Pratt. That Christo fascist makes a hell of a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I saw I, I saw that this this last weekend. Very good. Don't go see it on drugs. Lots of animal cruelty. It'll melt your brain oh <laughs> but good yeah, to know yeah yeah it's, yeah, yeah re- refrain or, or partake lightly but <laughs> yeah the dude like that's so weird like that pipeline of like the gym from the office homeboy from parks and rec is these goofy comedic heartthrobs and they turn into like these like cia shills like in under 10 yeah. years it's yeah. it's a it's a real bummer i really miss chubby chris pratt i liked yeah. him much better yeah um, <laughs> But yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up the LB, LGBT stuff because that is like another reason that I I think they are bullshitters. Like yeah. they fit into the bullshitters. The bullshit, that's also the same when you're like they don't fit in one of our categories. It's like oh, I think they might they might peg bullshitters. There, I mean, they touch a little bit on a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and bullshit is definitely one because yeah, I mean, again, they are sort of catering to this audience of like young urban professionals those tend to be people who are fairly socially accepting whether they're you know whether their monetary political beliefs are liberal or conservative they're generally like young people in new york it's yeah. it's not a place where you can just like openly be homophobic like yeah. it's not <laughs> you know happening so like that's that's not who their base is but that is what they believe and yeah. what they preach and there's a lot of evidence of that. And I think it's one of those things like Scientology where like they put on this front of being very welcoming. Yeah. Um, but then sort of the deeper and you go, you realize like, hey, wait a minute. Like this isn't actually cool. And there's a few examples of that. So one of the most notable ones is in 2015, Brian Houston, the Australian, like the big boss. Yeah. Um, he forced one of his directors, this guy, Josh Canfield, to step down um after canfield discussed uh being gay and being a member of hillsong he was on an episode of or he was on a season of survivor which is also very like celeb (laughs) church to like have a reality show person yeah yeah um 
but yeah, so they basically he was he was like a singer in the Hillsong choir, and after he came out as gay, uh, they banned him from singing in the choir. So like, clearly these are not welcoming people. There's also a yeah. really good. Um, uh, quote in here from a queer non-binary person who briefly attended uh, Hillsong where they said it seemed like they were trying to answer like how do we get people to come to the church and make them feel safe and still remind them that they suck and are going to hell yeah. so <laughs> yo that's yeah. the that's the tightrope walk it does have to be such an uphill battle as you're saying you know, New York is a very, it's 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 New York. It's like you you get have a hard time being openly homophobic in New York and that certainly does it's such an uphill battle that you know it has to be concerted to an effect where they're like, how are we going to do that? How are we still going to be? How are we going to introduce this? Get people yeah. and, still, and still introduce this. And that, that again, that's the bullshitter part because it's like you, you have to know that you're moving in silence to make these like to make these moves. Where you're tricking people to get them in there. And like it's just so shitty. And how would you like in this day and age even that feels like such an argument you're going to lose, you know? But obviously they're having success with it. And it's just scary to think that somebody out there can be like, no, I'm going to go ahead and just read state and, and get like some, some culturally or socially acceptable homophobia and it's just it's uh yeah it's 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 scary to think that somebody could just re-inject that when you think we've come so far you know yeah and it's just like it's it's weird that like all of these famous people who like most of the people on that list you know apart from chris pratt who's sort of taken some heat for it but like most of those other people are not people who like ever you know like talk about the woke mob on social media yeah, or yeah, they're like yeah. they're like normal celebrities and i just feel like if you're like a normal especially if you're like a pop star or something yeah, it's like, how do you... you're gonna be around gay people all the time like, yeah that's the entertainment industry yeah. there's <laughs> also, lots of gay people in it yeah so, like, these dudes took the gay dude out of the choir that's that's counterproductive it feels like right? <laughs> Yeah, like, it's, like, it's the gayest part of church, you know. Like, just, like, <laughs> why right. would you not want him there? Like, right. So it's just like I. I mean, obviously, like it's weird for anyone to be homophobic. What the fuck? Who gives a fuck? But it's just like it's strange that all of these people felt comfortable sort of aligning themselves with this group that like does have this very crypto conservative bent to it. Yeah. Um, again, like the, the guy who runs the church is open about supporting donald trump like and he runs the church yeah it so seems like that would be celebrity that's where poison. you're going to church yeah yeah it feels like at that point the only people you're getting is like fucking dean kane and ted nugent at that you know like how do you right jim still, caviezel or whatever. yeah yeah like, how do you still pull <laughs> a-listers like that that's uh that's wild another I mean, they, thing oh go ahead oh, no, that's wild they, they know what they're doing Another thing that I think is very strange, again, with this is because, like, I read you that list of celebrities. It's it's a lot of white people, but, like, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, uh, Selena Gomez, you know, like, uh, this church is very white, and they have a, uh, a reputation of being pretty racist. Um, yeah. Not as openly as they are homophobic. They're not, like, yeah. Mormon racist. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> But they just, like, really privilege uh, white people in sort of starring roles. So, yeah. like, as an example of just how little they think about... I, I guess the best way to describe their racism is just to say that, like, diversity is absolutely not a priority for them. Um, to the point where uh, there was one black woman who was on the worship team, who were the people who sort of planned the service. Um, and they excluded her from planning uh, Black History Month services God. and 
they plan for a, a blonde, blue-eyed white woman who has a reputation for like singing like a black woman, you know, like she oh, has like, yeah. a, like gospel. Black yeah, yeah. Voice. They were going to have her sing Amazing Grace backed up by black singers for Black History Month. Like, just like, come on, man. Dude, nothing, one of the most annoying social trends, I don't say like it's a new social trend, because obviously uh, shitty racism has been around for a while, but like, this idea of like, of of people being like, uh, to show you how not racist I am, I'm going to be intentionally non-inclusive, and I'm going to do that because I'm going to show you, and if you make a big stink of it, then then why is it about race, you know? And it's like this, this new brand of like, reverse racism claiming that I see coming out of the right, that's the shit that makes me, like, really want to confront people in real life. Like, I want to, like, like hunt people down on Twitter and be like, the fuck are you talking about, man? Like, it's, it's <laughs> it, it really rubs me the wrong way because it's like this, it's like they took, like, the reverse racism, flipped it into victimhood, and now they're, like, shilling it out as, like, a purity test. Like, oh, oh, if you even notice race in a situation or you believe that race even needs it's to get trap. brought up ever, it's a trap. Yeah, it's like, no, like, you're stupid if you think race doesn't have anything to do with anything all the time and it's like you're living right. with blinders on and so when i see something like that like no we that's an intentional move we're gonna make black history month the one person on the diversity roster who is black taking her off putting this white woman white black backup singers and it's like if you say anything about it in the you're background racist. the black people, in the background yeah. yeah yeah and if you say anything about it you're racist because we didn't even notice it i didn't even know that happened <laughs> like, right. it's so fucking stupid yeah. and it makes me so mad um yeah it's just like it's right like it's like oh well if you care about optics then you're just virtue signaling or whatever it's yeah so yeah and it's like dude, the whole thing about when people say virtue signaling it's like but you're virtue signaling everything like like you saying this I've been is virtue signaling. A joke about this it's like it's like the problem with virtue signaling is the signaling not yeah. the virtue like, yeah yeah you're yeah. signaling that you're a fucking dick yeah like, you're yeah. signaling like you are bragging about how you're an asshole like, yeah yeah that's the that, virtue that, is not the problem yeah <laughs> dude yeah that, that 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 like the the lack of like um the, the lack of the inability for people on the other side of the aisle uh aside from myself the inability for them to like process any kind of like nuance or anything like that where it's it's like oh you're oh you're virtue signaling now it's like no i'm saying something i believe and think like i don't right. like, like <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you it just so happens to think that i believe and think is taking someone else's into consideration whereas you are very proudly being like i don't give a shit but it's like those are your virtues that's what you hold true and you're doing the right. same thing it's <laughs> like I, I i a woman that i went to high school with posted a uh, anti-trans thing and I, just, I was like well that's dumb and she was like well you're just like a social justice warrior i was like you're doing the same thing you posted you posted the fucking meme you know like you're the one out right. here you're <laughs> yeah you're you're warring for social justice whether you know it or not and the fact that you can't process that proves to me you're too dumb to even have an opinion uh right whew, all right so i'm done backing off <laughs> <laughs> anyway um again just like yeah these people are are very Tone deaf, uh, homophobic, racist, totally abusing their volunteers. Like the 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 production time, like the volunteers were there on Sundays from like five a.m. to one a.m. Like it was a huge, never worth it, exhausting Not worth it. <laughs> process. Like for free, for free. Yeah. Uh, like yeah, it was just really fucked up. Um, Carl Lentz and his wife and his three kids eventually move. Uh, like all people who live in Williamsburg, uh, eventually moved to Montclair, New Jersey, which is a very ritzy suburb. And there he continues to exploit uh, 
church volunteer labor by hiring a recent graduate of Hillsong College to take care of his kids for $150 a week. So just a piece of shit. <laughs> just a fuck? big piece of shit. Man, yeah, that that like that's how like belief is real, man. Because that's like that there has to be something there that makes that person go, "This is a good deal. I'm I'm getting a good deal here," and that is uh yeah, that's that the the belief and that people yeah. like him who are in charge. They know they know that they know they can exploit that, and that is very shitty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so things are about to get even more shitty. Um, because uh, trigger warning, we're talking a little little bit of sexual assault uh here at the moment. So, um, there is also a history of multiple flavors of sexual <laughs> assault in this church. Um, the one we're gonna deal with first is uh, it, basically like at Hillsong College, this stuff was going on. Um. Uh, a woman who uh, was a student there was assaulted by a married Hillsong administrator who was the son of the church's director of human resources. Okay. So naturally the guy who's like, yeah, I can assault people because my parents are the HR department. So yeah. like, who are you going to tell? You <laughs> yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and this, the school attempted to cover it up. The woman went to the police. Um, the guy pleaded guilty he received two years probation, um, but only a year banned from the school. And he's back. He's back at the school. So, <sighs> man, yeah. And when you see like all these things about like priests getting like uh, they you know, they get transferred or whatever to like hide the thing, at the very least, it's like like are there not other people you could get? You know, like, like I like obviously like you're not dealing with the problem. You're 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 aiding and abetting these fucking predators. But at the end of the day, it's like, are there just no other fucking priests out there? Is there no other guy right. that can run the social there media? Be, like, a lot of people working for you who are not freaks. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and if somebody just like <laughs> at the very least just fire the person and hire another person. What do you have to bring that guy? Is he that cool? Is he that fun? Is he just that fun right. of a guy that you got to be like, nah, he's, he, he fucked up. He can bring him back in. He really livens up the office. And it, well, it's also like, I feel like this really speaks to, and it, it kind of reminds me of the stuff when they were living in Williamsburg of like, this assault happened at a party where this guy was hanging out with students. And like, all, there are a bunch of guys who worked at the church there and they were all drunk. And, with female students who were underage and couldn't drink. So it's just like fucking weird, yeah. gross, like <sighs> nasty God. stuff. At what point, yeah, at what point do you like, do you just like, like, how do you, again, I guess that's a like, delusion and hypocrisy where you're just not like, what are we doing here? We're a church. We're all shit faced. These girls are underage. We're all in a, in a, in yeah. a fucking a $6,000 a month apartment or whatever. I, I, that's probably on the low end for what I'm probably talking about <laughs> my ass. But yeah, it's just like, at, like at what point do you not realize like, Oh man, I, I are we the bad guys? Like it's it just that right. level of never, of just never having any introspection is just staggering. I get, yeah. Like, is anyone ever like, Hey, we might be being a little hypocritical. here. <laughs> I, I feel like we might be losing, <laughs> losing track of our stated goals. You know, <laughs> like that's so fucking crazy. I, I, I don't know. Well, that's, I do, I do have an example of what happens when somebody did try to do that to these people, which is this guy. Um, <laughs> Two in the back of the head. <laughs> <They're just> like, <laughs> they just yeah, he's dead. Like, I know we cannot um, have anybody ruining this good time. So this guy, he's referred to in the Vanity Fair article, which, by the way, the Vanity Fair article is written by, um, drum roll, please, Alex French and Dan Adler wrote this article in Vanity Fair in February of 2021. That's where I'm getting most of my information. There's also a new documentary out called Secrets of Hillsong, um, which 
it's not entirely out yet but i did watch the episodes that were out if you're interested in this you can watch that it's an fx documentary it's like in process uh right now um but yeah so uh one of the people in the vanity fair article is this guy who they call william which is a pseudonym um william was the leader of something called a connect team which was basically like a small group of Hillsong of the Hillsong congregation that would sort of meet together and, and pray. I imagine it's sort of like when you're in grad school and you go to the lecture with the professor and then you meet with the TA and you like have your little discussion group with the okay. TA. Yeah. I think it's like that, but church, like that's kind <laughs> okay. of my sense. Um, but yeah, so this guy, William was like the TA basically. He was like the, the leader of this little prayer group. Um, and he ended up emailing a higher up a list of concerns uh, that he gleaned from talking to some of uh, the people who were in his connect group and volunteers and stuff, where he basically just said, like, a lot of male leaders are being really inappropriate to women. Um, he said that, like, some of them were sending, like, nude pictures to female volunteers. Um, he <laughs> mentioned in particular Carl Lentz being, like, one of his um you know one of the people in his little group said that like she had been made really uncomfortable by him he was like really flirtatious and she didn't like it he's married um there he also reported that like there had been um a lot of talk that lentz was involved in inappropriate sexual relationships with multiple women um which again like given the church is is a problem if your leader is like philandering um yeah <laughs> yeah big and, and william said like i know other people have told leadership about this and nothing's been done um so as i said what happens when people uh point out this hypocrisy they went after william they uh they found the woman that had told him about her experience with carl and they forced her to recant um they brought affidavits against william asserting that he had lied <laughs> Um, there were a bunch of rumors about him that were spreading throughout the congregation that like, um, oh, he's doing this cause like Carl fucked his sister or whatever. And like, he doesn't have a sister. Like, yeah. also stuff like that. Isn't Carl married? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like but that's, that's again, like yeah. these people don't care. Yeah. They don't, they don't care. give a shit. It's, it's a, this guy is the yeah. rock star. He's yeah. the famous, you know, he's the celebrity of the church. He can yeah. do whatever he wants. Oh God. Like there's something like I, we, I've seen it in comedy and just like in general spheres of life when someone has like that um that reverence for the guy who like is clearly full of shit like i mean it, we watched it unfold with stuff like uh like the new movement theater and stuff just to name drop something mm-hmm. but when you mm-hmm. see that really happen in real life somebody's like no this guy when you see like a bunch of people like just for lack of a better term sucking some guy's dick like i just you get <laughs> real like, it makes me angry i was like how, like i just want to like like kind of like slap sense in somebody like how you are you that dumb are you that like are you what how cool is this guy like is he that is he that rad that you're yeah. just putting your neck out for him like this and ruining your own credibility and reputation it's it's baffling to me it also like and i don't know i like i'm not personally religious but it it makes me really mad when it's this or like i feel this way again when you talk about the new movement theater i feel this way about comedy too where it's like this like my love of comedy is so strong and the idea that someone would use that love to exploit me yeah or to exploit other people makes me really angry and yeah. like i know a lot of women who were like getting into comedy and then had a bad experience with a shitty male comic and then yeah. quit yeah and it's just like it just makes me really angry to think about and you know like it's corny and it's not totally true but like the 
comedy is like a kind of my religion, right? Yeah, and yeah. so like the idea of using somebody's faith, somebody's spiritual faith and devotion to God and like want need to worship against them to exploit yeah. them, it makes me angry in the same way where it's yeah. like this is this is something that this person is so meaningful to them and that they would like to cultivate for their whole life and you've ruined it. Like yeah. you just they're always going to have like fucked up trauma about this part of life because yeah. you used a church to manipulate them and it makes me really angry. Yeah, I I see that like I know it's like as, as to, like, to flick back to the comedy analogy as a male comic, I've had so many enriching experiences like hanging out with the person I'm opening for after the show and that was such a huge part of it like oh dude, I got to I got yeah. to pick it with the headliner and like I remember the first time like the local big dog in the Connecticut scene like kicked it with us outside afterwards and like smoked a joint with us right. and I was like oh shit, we're hanging out with I'm not going to name the name because this guy but he was like, we're hanging out with this dude, and da da da. And like, that's cool. And then, like, a younger female comic friend of ours was like, probably saw the same experience. Was like, oh, this is tight. I'm gonna get to hang out with this person. And it's like, oh, this yeah. person's trying to fuck me. Like, that's just like, yeah, that's that's really shitty. And it's like, horrible. Yeah, it's I'm, really, it's really like heartbreaking. Yeah, and I, like, kind of dream shattering for yeah. people sometimes i've got some pretty good like, i've got pretty good relationships with a lot of like the i say younger female comics they're all fucking grown women now but when i met them when they came into the scene you know like i don't right. know i'm just i'm not i think i'm not like like white knighting myself but like i don't know I, this is not my mo that's not how i get down and like i know that like one female comic who moved to la uh got locked out of her apartment it was like Can anybody help me out i was like yeah, i'm pretty good at getting into apartments and we were just in the dms <laughs> and i taught her how to like use the fucking credit card to like get in her house and <laughs> pop it open and i just remember like being like oh you know what that's cool i'm glad she felt safe enough to talk to me about that because early on i wasn't the first dude that met her and was just like hey you want to get a drink sometime right. i just kept it cool kept the professional talk and she about was comedy. like i feel comfortable knowing pat knows how to break into houses yeah exactly like I, I like that i mean like, like i and as as the years went on like i i now have great relationships with these comics and it's like it, it would suck to think that somebody immediately is like oh i i know like if i was like hey you want to come to my place and write like, and, 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 and it just they turns would, in, yeah they wouldn't be like scared to do that yeah and it like, sucks to know that somebody so if somebody wants to do how, that yeah, yeah. It, it's so wild how far just like being normal about women gets you with women <laughs> like just in terms of like trust yeah uh, and like yeah yeah and, and, and like now like yeah as the years go forward i'm just it's all still completely platonic with these people but it's cool and i know for a fact like it's not like that's not the experience they have with everybody and it, yeah it's right. shitty it's shitty to think that you, you something that you enjoy and love you know this person has a passion for it that's why they're getting into it and you have to know what you're doing when you exploit that and it's shitty in all realms yeah. comedy religion or otherwise you're very right it's a very shitty thing don't do that <laughs> like, don't do that don't yeah. do it um but yeah so like basically yeah william just he, he he's like hey this guy's a creep there are a lot of creeps around here and they were like fuck you william you're yeah, out yeah <laughs> first rule about creep william, clubs you don't talk about creep club bro you should <laughs> exactly. know this <laughs> and like not only that so william eventually left and he became active in another church and he obviously like still had friends um, from Hillsong, probably because he wasn't a creep. Yeah. And uh, Carl Lentz would like chastise church members if he saw them associating with William on like Instagram or something. He'd be like, don't hang out with him. God. Just like, so fucking little yeah. dick behavior. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I know a comedy booker that'll remain nameless who'll <laughs> just be like, you talk to this person? And you're like, yeah, I, I knew them before I knew you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was in 2017. 
in 2018, a similar thing happened uh, where people sent a list of concerns to the church leadership in Australia about this American church in New York that was like, yeah, just really fucked up. Like, Carl was being a creep. There's this guy, Kane Keating, who is still with the church, who they talked about being, like, really aggressive and bullying toward the volunteers. He would, like, yell at people. Um, all of these guys were creepy uh, to women. Um but again, nothing was done. Um, and then this is where uh, people listening to this may have heard about this story, which um, in uh, November of 2020, it came out that Carl Lentz was having an affair um, with a uh, woman unaffiliated from the church. Just a hot jewelry designer he met in the park in Williamsburg. That's <laughs> her story. Um she was actually Muslim, which is kind of interesting. Like, she wasn't even Christian. She's just, like, a, a sexy Middle Eastern lady who oh, was Oh, Man, you know he wasn't cool about that to his boys. He wasn't just, like, that, there yeah. was, yeah, that, there was, that scratched some kind of itch for him, and he definitely was, like, talking to some of his homies and, like, oh, yeah, dude, fucking Muslim. It's like a, you know, forbidden fruit. Or whatever. I, 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 yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah. He was gross about it. Um, a- another thing that I find very interesting about this affair is what he told her his job was. He said his job was that he managed celebrities, which I think is very interesting. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. it's like that, that that's like the one that's the one true thing he said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that kind of is what he does. Yeah. Um but yeah, I found that very fascinating. Um but yeah, so they like they, they had this little dalliance that lasted like five months. Um but then uh Carl Lentz's wife found out about it, Laura Lentz. She found out about it, and I think she went to the church. It's unclear what happened because it was all internal, but basically, Carl Lentz was fired. Um, he was let go because he'd had this affair. And then the woman, um, so the woman he was having an affair with was named Ranin uh, Kareem, and after he like posted on Instagram that he had been fired, and he said, I've been unfaithful to my, my wife, um, I was unfaithful in my marriage, the most important relationship in my life, and held accountable for that. This failure is on me and me alone, and I take full responsibility for my actions. So he, like, he posts this on Instagram. Boomba, check, check, check. We're good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so he posts this on Instagram, and apparently, Ranin, the woman he was seeing, was blindsided by it. She knew that uh, he had. At this point, she knew who he was. Like at yeah. this point in their in their relationship. And apparently he had said to her, like, um, my wife knows and had sort of made it seem like he was maybe leaving his wife. Um, <laughs> but then she sees this post on Instagram. Yeah. And she goes to the New York Post and she's like, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> so, hell yeah. Get him, girl. <laughs> yeah. So then this becomes like a big scandal. Um, uh, he the lenses, they do stay together. They're still married. Um, they move back to California where they're from. Um, allegedly Tyler Perry was paying their rent for a while, which is again, interesting. Like just like that. They're like, they'll associate with black people if they're very wealthy and successful. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. But they're like, yeah, that, that's what you're, when you're saying. Like it was like, you know, Kyrie and KD and shit. It was like, they, like that's, yeah, that's fine. But if it, yeah, it, like that's, that's the people they'll associate with somebody who could pay their rent if shit went south. <laughs> right. So they move back to California. Um, Carl Lentz goes to rehab for, quote, depression and burnout. So, you know, just like 
the thing you can do when you have a lot of money where you just go to rehab for like life and you're yeah, just like, yeah. I'm just gonna chill for a little while. <laughs> like Kendall Roy, the Icelandic spa after <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, more succession references. Sorry guys. A few more weeks of <laughs> But yeah, that's that's um, so, that's so funny. I went to because rehab obviously it's rehabilitation. It doesn't necessarily have to be addiction, but it's so funny, it's like I was a rehab for depression, be like as I was addicted. To depression, I guess. I was addicted <laughs> to depression, yeah. <laughs> Love feeling like shit. That's the thing about me. Um, so he, like, more stuff has sort of come out about him since. So he's no longer preaching, um, but he does, he is giving interviews in this new documentary that came out um, where he is, you know, talking about, talking about everything that happened. Um, but there was, like, other stuff that he did. So it sounds like he had multiple affairs. This was not the only one. Um the he actually uh was having an affair with the nanny that he hired that he was not paying well which is like that sucks yeah. when you're not when you're not paying her and she's having sex with you like pay her more yeah, yeah. come on <laughs> yeah girl yeah like 150 bucks like like yeah like it, it, step back do the math analyze the relationship you're in and <laughs> realize yeah. what you at could least be that's leverage for a better salary like yeah at the, yeah, very, at the least. very least it's an old chris rock <laughs> joke where he's like try to get money from somebody you're fucking go ahead just try <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so she said and she said laura knew about that because laura punched her in the face once uh when she caught <sighs> her and carl together so yeah. like, she'd been aware so i think maybe the church found out about it or like maybe they knew that she was gonna go to the press like it's it's unclear yeah um, did it mila kunis when her and ashley kutcher were looking for nannies didn't she very publicly be like we're getting like women in their 60s to take care of our kids because like this <laughs> is like yeah why why do you need a 23 year old nanny you know you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it would be like a good i mean You'd have to pay people the right amount, but it, if someone was like, "I'm starting a service for ugly nannies," and it's just <laughs> ugly people, yeah, and, yeah. and they're great, and they have masters <laughs> in education or whatever, but like they're uggos. They're yeah, all yeah, yeah, just yeah. nasty. Yeah, you will be forced. You probably do really well. Yeah, you will be forced to consider them by their by their merit. You know? <laughs> like, right. <laughs> right. No yeah. halo effect here. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so uh, Lentz is kind of on this this reputation rehab tour now. Um, but a lot of people in the church said this was really just like this was strategic on their part. This has nothing to do with them actually wanting to get rid of the corruption within this church. Yeah, it was just because they could go for moral failures and not for like exploitation and uh, abuses of power and stuff. It could just be, well, we're a Christian church and you don't cheat on your wife. Yeah. Um, and also like the, it's, it's a very like compelling story because there's like, so Carl Lentz, like part of his appeal, he's not my type, but he is like, he's handsome. He's like yeah. a young, attractive fit guy. And then the woman who he was with was all is also like a babe. So it's this like tabloid perfect story yeah. that is like a perfect distraction from a lot of the more systemic problems in this church, um, which so like one of the former members said uh, he was just being used like the rest of us. He was so spoiled, so coddled. The man couldn't even drive himself anywhere. He wasn't like this criminal mastermind. It was ongoing behavior and somebody knew about it, yeah. which is a very good summation of what's going on. Yeah, I would um, think I mean, like, like it feels like what got him in trouble was hanging out with people from his church at the end of the day. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying what he did was good, but it's like like 
if he would have just kept a good work life balance, like you keep it up, you get you get the money, make <laughs> do new, the Don Draper, you yeah, know? make new friends and fucking make new friends in Monaco, like who just have no connection to American <laughs> tabloid press, or they're not like hanging out in Williamsburg bars, spilling your secrets or talking. Everybody, yeah. he, he, I think he had it down when it was like show up, go up the VIP elevator, hang out in the green room, do your sermon, and get the fuck out of there. Except he should have just gone further. Just go right if you want to party and do drugs. <laughs> go and to the sex, south of France or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just go. Yeah, make some friends in another country and keep it separated you know, like, I, I just i don't know man like I, it just feels weird it's like it's like no you don't you, like that's what fucked you up is that you were you're were doing all this all in the city it's like no you have a lot of money fly somewhere else yeah i don't know man people don't know how to break well, the law no more i do have a a sort of button on the story which is it's pretty dark but i do think it speaks to what we're saying about how this guy was a symptom of a larger problem right like this wasn't him this is this this church is like po- poison at the root like yeah. it's bad um and the a good example of that is this guy brian houston the guy who founded the original hillsong church and was still sort of the overall director of it until the stuff i'm about to tell you which is that his father frank houston uh in the late 90s was um uh found to have molested a bunch of boys in his church so Brian Houston's father is was a child molester in his church, and uh, in, in in 1999, uh, the mother of a boy who was abused by him when he was between seven and 12 years old reported the abuse to the Assemblies of God denomination. Guess who was president of the Assemblies of God denomination at that time? Brian Houston. So they were reporting to the guy's son that his dad was a child molester. Yeah. And so guess what he did about it? Fucking nothing. Yeah. He didn't do anything about it. Um, there's also, uh, the victim later testified that Frank Houston offered him $10,000 as compensation for not testifying against him. Um, like, they worked to cover this up. Yeah. So that's basically what happened. Uh, they did an internal church investigation. Frank Houston did confess. Like, Everybody knew he did it, and they still uh, covered it up. Um, also, at the time, the Houston family was um, very close with the Prime Minister of Australia. Like, and good people think know. that maybe the reason this didn't go further was because the Prime Minister was friends with them. Um, in, uh, let's see, uh, in the last few years... Um, they've actually started investigating this again, kind of after the American church fell apart. So in 2021, um, police issued a warrant for Brian Houston, alleging that he had concealed child sexual abuse. So this case is still going through the courts, but basically Brian Houston had to resign as the chair of the Hillsong board. Um, Some pastors from the South African chapter have become acting senior pastors, but basically, yeah, this guy got forced out because he covered up abuse, which like, well, this American guy modeled himself after this yeah, guy who covered yeah. up abuse. So like Apple does not far fall, <laughs> far, fall far, far from the tree. Not at all. Do you think, and I, I ask this in, total, in complete seriousness, I mean, it sounds like a setup for a joke, but do you think like in the minds of these people, the fact that he saw, so he saw his dad, you know, abuse boys. And obviously, child sex abuse. Um, there, there's no. It's not, it's not a, 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 a game of what's worse, but child sex abuse is, is one of the worst things you could do. Do you sure. think that like the fact that like him and his contemporaries were having sex with adult women made him think mm. that like 
this is a step in the right direction. Like, it, like, it sounds like yeah. a setup for a joke. It's but like, closer yeah. to appropriate sexual yeah, behavior. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Again, just, not that homosexual behavior is wrong, but I know yeah. what you're saying. In, yeah, in like, their mind, as a homophobic church. Yeah, it's like, I'm just too straight. <laughs> That's all it is. I'm just too straight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah, what you're doing is still wildly inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's just, well, shit, man, maybe the... Maybe the next generation will get it right. I don't know. Like, I don't know where, where where that lands, but it's it is it is very strange. I wonder if if, if it is in, in the minds of these people. He's like, well, no, my dad, what he was doing was evil. What I'm doing is just a little too good. It's just, you know, it's right. just it's just too cool. I just love and worship women too much. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this guy, I mean, it seems like he's trying to sort of make a comeback. Carl, I think Brian's cooked. I don't think Brian's yeah. coming back. But uh, but uh, Carl says, uh, I can say I understand it and my relationship with Jesus in a way that I couldn't from the pulpit. Repentance and life change is proven over time with consistent choices, and that's a road I look forward to. It truly makes me wonder if this is what all of this pain was about. Which, <sighs> hey. God love you, but I that is one thing that drives me crazy with people like this where they're like, well, maybe this all was for a reason. Yeah, like, no, yeah, No, you yeah, hurt yeah. people. Yeah, you yeah. You fuck things up, man. What, it's not yeah. for a reason. What God do you think was just like, okay, I'm going to fuck up a bunch of people's lives so this rich white kid can, can fucking like see, see the real path. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is the idea that you... That is just the ultimate narcissism that, like, you know, like the 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 God, the create, the God of the universe, the creator of all that is, was like, I am going to put a whole bunch of underage girls at a party, <laughs> and they're gonna get drunk and preyed on by men simply because Carl needs to understand right. what it means to have a relationship with God on the other side of the pulpit. Fuck out of right. here. <laughs> Fuck all the way out of here. <laughs> That's insanity. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty much where the story ends. Uh, watch the documentary um, if you're interested. And uh, yeah, I'm going to say not worth it. Um, you can you can just be a dirtbag and not run a church. Yeah, like, yeah not worth it. It, <laughs> se- it seems like these dudes would slay at like a mid-level business. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, just, I just like the, be yeah. a real estate guy. Yeah, you don't dude. have to be a church dude. Just, yeah, just be like, like yeah, just just be a regular ass dirtbag. Like, it seems like they have charisma. Get into fucking comedy. I mean, well, don't or don't. You know, but like, just do like. Well, that, I mean, it was so interesting watching snippets from his, um, his sermons because it's like. Oh, this guy wants to be a stand-up. This yeah. guy wants to be. This guy wants to be on stage. Like yeah. that's he's he's doing a one-man show. Like that's <laughs> what he's doing. I, Which, yeah, just like look, we've talked about it on, on here a few minutes ago. If you get an entertainment, uh, you can be disgusting, and people just let you be disgusting. Yeah, and you can yeah. Still have a career, so <laughs> yeah, you know. Come on over. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, like it's 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 like the, it's almost like it's the insulting part of it is that you're like you're you're pretending to be something else to achieve these goals that you can achieve in the other in another realm, but are arguably probably a little harder to achieve. So it's like you're just fast tracking, you're skipping the line, you're being a piece of shit, and it's just like I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's uh, and, and you're and you're doing it in a thing an institution that people take great solace and comfort in. Like for some people, that's right. that's the only good thing in their life. As much as I don't fucking vibe with. It, you know, I, I know like my, my my mom is a religious person and sure. she's not like she's not a super church attender, but I know that gives her some peace and comfort. And like, you know, like like to, to think that somebody would use that uh, to attack her. And it, it really is. It's, it's unsettling and it's alarming. So, yeah, don't fucking do that. Not worth it at all. <laughs> not worth it. Don't do it. Um, yeah. Be be nice to religious people as long as they're not, you know, being yeah. homophobic assholes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, this is Carl Lentz. Again, thank you to uh, the writers of that Vanity Fair article that I used a lot of stuff from Alex French and Dan Adler. They are also involved in that documentary. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'm not sure when this is going to come out, but I'm Kath uh, Barbadoro on social media. Um, my show, if you're in the New York City area, Paid Protest is on June 1st. Uh, at the silo in Bushwick. Check my social media for more info on that. Yeah, uh, guys, yeah, thanks for tuning in. And uh, I also will be at, um, let's see, for so I'll be at uh, Spider House Ballroom on July 3rd doing Shit's Golden. Uh, Vanilla Presley is now like a pretty much the house band for Shit's Golden. So that's going to be pretty oh, fun. Yeah. yeah awesome. And then I'm also on the. On the first, I'm going to be doing July 1st. I'm doing also at Spider House Ballroom. Uh, oops, all headliners. Uh, so nice. it's Yolo Lou's show, and so it's going to be a really good one. Come on out, guys! Like I said up top, if you like what you heard, we do two more episodes every month on our Patreon. Please go check it out: Patreon.com/slash/LieCheatAndSteal. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're on Instagram. We're on TikTok. We are on TikTok. Uh, twitter and we're also uh are right here wherever you listen to podcasts so guys come out and uh find us look for us check us out uh be safe be smart but above all don't get caught don't get caught see you next time